Hey, I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and lifestyle fulfillment coach, which means I've dedicated my entire life to helping anyone who feels like they're not making the most of their potential to level up and live the extraordinary life of their dreams. You deserve to be the king or queen of your own kingdom, and I'll be alongside to help you be the best version that you can be. I'm psyched that you're here, so let's get to it. Hey, what's going on? It's Johnny King with The Johnny King Show, and I have the esteemed and noble guest, I don't know what that means really, <laughs> uh, Mr. Dan Houck. 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 Which uh, originates from... It's a German. German. German background. Yeah. German. I love Wiener Schnitzel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Strudel. So. <laughs> and sauerkraut. And sauerkraut, right? Taste for that. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> Dan's my good buddy from uh, from Denver here. We met through my men's meetings. Um, we have had lots of really good conversations over the last year. Um, yeah, more recently, just a couple of days ago, yeah, we did three laps around the park for about two hours, and we probably could have kept on talking, but my feet were tired. Yes, me too. <laughs> I have a little black and blue spot from. I've never done three laps. I've done two, know, but right? I've never done three. See, so that set, was great. We're setting a new bar. Yeah, we're setting, we're setting it high. So, yeah. um, Dan and I always have had, like I said, great conversation. Um, but he's in a, a cool chapter of his life. Yes, very exciting. And there's so much we can. We can talk about um, we we can talk about appropriate and inappropriate things. We got all the cover. Yes, <laughs> we've done it all for sure. We can, we can swear. We can keep this PG. We can do whatever we want. Yeah, this is my show. It's all over the place. It's man. all over the place. <laughs> uh, give the give the listeners a little bit more just background on who you are and your not only professionally but just your upbringing and just who is Dan. Yeah. Um, so I was originally from Arizona, mm-hmm. grew up in a really small town in northeastern Arizona, um, went to college in a U Flagstaff, and then I lived in Phoenix for about 17 years. Originally, my career was in broadcasting, uh, behind the scenes, engineering, technical stuff, mm-hmm. and did that for about 20 years, lived in Phoenix for 17, and then moved out to Denver, because I'd always had kind of that inside calling thing uh all those years in phoenix with that dear blessed desert heat in the summertime (laughs) um that little voice kept saying you know it's awfully hot yeah i mean you know uh, denver seems like a really nice place (laughs) so uh so finally yeah there was there was some career the the work environment changed um a relationship i had a personal relationship also changed and that gut said Remember me? It's yeah. time, man. Yeah. It's time to make the move. Yeah. So I've been here in Denver about five years now. Um, new job came right away. It was great. I quit my job in Phoenix, moved out here without the job. But within three months, uh, that showed up, Channel 9 here in Denver. And have been doing that for the last three, four years. And now, yeah, now the latest, latest leap is to in to the world of personal development and mm-hmm. coaching myself. Mm-hmm. I decided... I really had interest in that. I really enjoyed working with people, having conversations, like mm-hmm. you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And so I want to do that professionally and, <clears throat> and, and yeah, help people also discover what their inner guidance is about. What's their inner calling? Like I said, I had that voice in there for so long, just whispering. Yeah. And to be able to trust that, I think, is very empowering. And, and I think a lot of people were trained so much to be in the head and trained to... Well, I'll speak for myself. I was trained not to trust that. I was mm-hmm. raised Catholic and and was 
taught you can't trust yourself. You have mm. to follow God. You have to follow the Bible, the priest, whatever. Right. And and like I said, I experienced this other inside thing and said, I think I can trust that. And then I experimented with that time after time with little things. Mm -hmm. And the most recent one was leaving Phoenix to come here. And every time I've listened to that voice, that inner guidance, that's that's brought me great things that I never could have imagined. So, so that's what I want to help work with others, find their own empowerment, their own personal mm -hmm. guidance. Because mm -hmm. I think so many of us are lost too. I know I was, even after moving here, I was still searching for what is my purpose? So I know I want to live here. Like I definitely found fulfillment mm -hmm. in living in Colorado, but there was still, again, something to say, I'm not just lit up though. Right. I don't love what I do every single day. I'm right. good at it, right. but there's something more. So again, listened and followed and, and got the guidance to say, yeah, it's time to do your time to do what you really want to do and work with people one-on-one -on -one and, cool. and help them also guide, guide them, ask the questions. I love that about the coaching is it's just yeah. asking questions, my curiosity mm. and the, each client already has the answers. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. Each one, they'll have those, Oh, I never thought of that mm -hmm. moment. Mm -hmm. And that's magical because then they're like, Oh, of course. Why didn't I think of that? And then I just encourage and support. Or I think a lot of people right. resonate with that support too. <clears throat> you know, someone to talk to. Mm -hmm. I find that so many times is, is so helpful. People, people often say, wow, just saying this out loud or just having someone willing, willing to listen, being willing to listen to me, I did find the answer. Or I did find, oh, that does feel right to me. Yeah. Or no, that doesn't feel right at all. Because when do we ever really sit down, at least by ourselves, and like ask those pertinent questions yeah you know yeah uh, it doesn't happen a whole lot and it and it does seem to be something about speaking it out loud because yes. even in my own experience when i work with my coaches my therapists whatever when i'm talking and saying it out loud all of a sudden i'll have a even a physical sensation that mm. says oh that is true oh that's not true mm. oh whereas when i'm thinking of it in my head it's just thinking it's processing i don't have yeah. that same sense of Oh, that's it. So mm -hmm. I find the speaking it is is very valuable. Mm. The, when when you're talking about the the little voice, the calling, yeah, where do you think that comes from? For me, that's that's a spirit. That's the universe. That's a, a higher guidance. Mm -hmm. um, I hesitate somewhat to use the word God because I I know for me that wasn't the best relationship. Again, with mm -hmm. that religious mm -hmm. upbringing. Mm -hmm. Uh, even nature, I, I could even call it that. I find that I'm most connected and receive the most inspiration, literally, when I'm up in the mountains and, mm. and hiking or just smelling the forest oftentimes can yeah. be like, yeah. oh, that's my next step. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. So, yeah, for me, it's a it's a divine, higher knowing, higher spirit that, yeah, I believe is the universe or some type of higher power that is offering suggestions, offering some type of type of guidance, mm -hmm. um, some frequency. That's actually the name. That's why I named my practice, my coaching business, find your frequency, mm. partly because of my radio TV background that mm -hmm. I've been always been interested in the RF mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. Radio waves always fascinate me because they're invisible, but they're always there. Yep. So I love that analogy. It's no, we can't see it, mm -hmm. but if you put an antenna up, you can get radio, yes. you can get mu uh, pictures. There's so in. many things to yep. tune into. Mm -hmm. And if you tune into someone else's channel or the wrong TV or the you know music, <laughs> you're suddenly you're listening to something or watching something. This is not for yeah. me at all. Yeah. I don't want anything to do with this. 
but we're also we we're so outside oriented often i'm i'm often looking what someone else is doing and looking to somebody else yeah that i can be distracted i can say oh maybe i should do that oh mm-hmm. i should go this way i should go that way because mm-hmm. it's working for them so it must work for me too mm-hmm. and sometimes there there's some parallels uh, but my experience is there really is an individual frequency for each one of us, an individual guide path, maybe, that if I follow that, yeah, that's never led me anywhere but but good. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's uncomfortable along the way. Often. But on the other side, yeah. yeah, on the other side, there's something when I look back, I say, oh, that's exactly yeah. where I was supposed to go or what I was supposed to do. Yeah. So it's almost like that small voice does often push us. It's it's calling us out of our comfort zone. Yeah, so for there sure. really is some discomfort there. Yeah, for sure. it's always pulling me or pushing to grow. I, I like the analogy more of pulling because sometimes I remember I heard a minister once say you can either be pushed mm-hmm. by the pain or you can be pulled by a vision mm-hmm. or by pulled by something. Yep. And I'd rather go with the pulled yeah. than. There's, there's not that there's not pain, but it's, it's just somehow it's a different energy to be for sure following it. Yeah, and I've heard Tony Robbins talk about the difference between push and pull motivation. Yeah, and push is like you're feeling like you're being pushed in the back. Right. Like you're being pushed into the gym, even though you don't want to be there. You're being pushed to yeah. get healthier, and you don't want to. Or like there's a part of us that when you're getting pushed, you push back. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Versus there's more resistance. Or, pull is right. a compelling into like oh my gosh, and doors open, and you're like. I don't know. I just got pulled into this. This is yeah, in a good way. Yeah. Somehow there's more free will associated, or yeah. or more empowerment, right? Yeah. If I feel like I'm being pushed, then it's not my will or not my power. Yeah. Versus if I'm consciously Choosing taking it. steps, yeah. that feels more empowering to me inside, yeah. and and I grow, I grow better from those experiences. They're yeah. just more appropriate for me. Yeah. So. Interesting. Again, I mean, you moved here five years ago. I moved here six years ago. You were listening to that voice. I was listening to that voice. Uh-huh. You know, like I think um, yeah. there's there's certainly those people out there like you and I who have been <laughs> however long kind of like pushing that voice down like, Shh, no, no, I sure. don't want to listen to you. It's, it's no wonder. I, I wish the voice were louder. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes it is though. Sometimes it I mean, if you don't, if I, if I don't listen enough, it but, gets louder and louder and louder. But yeah. you're right. In, in the beginning. Yeah. You got to whisper. Wonder, like, why don't you, why don't you speak <laughs> up? You know, why don't you encourage me sooner? You know? Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes that's, I think that's the, yeah. maybe the underlying uh, test, if you will, or it's like, yeah, it's, you have to trust. Yeah. Even if it's a small, quiet, when everything else is loud around you. Yeah. And trying to get your attention. But if you actually listen. Because there is something, yeah, that's actually how I start to discern and tell the difference between the thinking mind and that small voice is that that internal guidance or smaller voice is more of a gentle presence. It's mm. never a, why don't you do this? You know, why don't you get over there? And you should do that. Why didn't you do it that way? It's not that type of a mm. demanding. Mm. So I think what you're saying about the softness of it or the gentleness of it is a very important clue for me to also decide, oh, this is kind of mean. I don't think this is my true guidance. Whereas that inner guidance is more of a, what about this? Like, yeah. what do you think? Like, this feels right. Yeah, or, yeah. It's interesting. I was talking, I was having a conversation yesterday with a friend and I was telling her some thoughts that I had and feelings. And she said, well, how do you, how do you know that you have that feeling? How do you know that that's like, ah, and I kind of sat for a while. I was like, it's just this like 
gentle knowing. Yeah. It's just like a, yeah. I can't, it's hard to put my finger on it, but it's just like, it's in my heart. Like I just know that that's how I feel. Yeah. And sometimes for me too, it's, it's one of those out of the blue kind of things, mm. or it's just an instant idea mm. um, that is similar to a thought. So, mm. but, but the difference is I wasn't consciously trying to create it. I wasn't mm. trying to solve a problem. Mm. I wasn't analyzing anything. Uh, like I say, it's often in the forest or in nature for me, or meditation maybe, mm. where it's just boom, this new idea, this new time. I had that happen actually on the timeline to move here to Denver. Mm. Uh, part, my partner and I had decided to sell the house. It was like five weeks until yeah. it closed. Yeah. And I still was, do I stay in Phoenix? Is it moving? Yeah. Like yeah. I felt peace, I, but I also didn't have a clear plan. And one morning as I was sitting in meditation, this whole plan just downloaded into me mm. to say, you're going to fly to Denver. You're going to look for a place. You're going to sell your house or you're going to uh, move out on this day. You're going to quit your job on this day. Like it just was this wow. whole amazing timeline, that's literally cool. for about three week period. That was really cool. And again, and that's exactly how it played out. And like I said, that wasn't in my mind at all. That that's wasn't so cool. me trying to figure anything out. Yeah. So, I think this is so relevant because I feel like so many people, again, like you mentioned at the very beginning, are lost. I mean, we've talked individually. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, Dan, I'm so I'm lost. Struggling. And you're yeah. like, Johnny, I'm so lost. <laughs> well, that's, that is life, right? It is. It especially is. in the, the life of entrepreneurship yeah. or love or especially with COVID right now. Like just tomorrow, yeah. we don't even know what's around the corner. So there yeah. takes a lot of courage in listening and being guided. Yeah. But then, you know, into, trusting that trusting into yeah. that right and that's kind of super scary it is right absolutely but like how do you how do you move forward otherwise yeah. it's like you can't just hold on to yesterday yeah hoping to move forward because so many times it is asking us or asking me to move into that unknown mm -hmm. so that's where that trust like, but i don't know about this mm -hmm. but something feels right about it mm -hmm. and and yeah that's definitely there's those times where I'm like, oh my gosh, what is this path? Like, I <laughs> I don't see any more ahead of me. Yeah, yeah. But there's always one more little pebble. There's one more little rock that yeah. I could step on. But yeah, sometimes it can be very overwhelming yeah. and uh, and scary for sure. Sometimes you know the three-week plan. Sometimes you only know <laughs> the you next know, three hours. Yeah, you have a little <laughs> tiny lighter and that's all you can see out in front yeah. of you, right? Yeah, um, for sure. Well, we've, we've chatted for a while, obviously, as you've been considering, like, I don't know if I should, you know, what's the right time to move out of this job and move into coaching, but I feel my heart, you know, like we've talked yeah. through the phases of, you know, this transition. And then there was the initial like elation after yes. being, you know, yes. I'm free. Yes. And then there's like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? What yeah. the hell? <laughs> yeah. So what do you feel yeah. like has been through this journey of like stepping into owning your own business and, you know, starting your own coaching practice, what do you feel like has been some of the bigger lessons or some of the bigger ahas that you've had, if any? Yeah, it's still a work in process in that. Uh, but I will say what keeps coming up again and again for me is trusting the process or, mm -hmm. or just keep going. I mm -hmm. keep getting that message or I keep getting that inspiration. Just mm -hmm. keep going. Mm -hmm. And then the self-compassion, the, mm. the learning to be gentle to myself mm. when the fears come up and when the anxieties or sometimes even the anger, like then I feel mad. Why, why, did, you, why did I do this? Yeah. Why, why don't I know where I'm going? Yeah. Or yeah. why do I feel so scared? Like I got angry at that. Mm. 
And so that's the lesson I'm learning now is, is how to just acknowledge that's there and somehow still have compassion for yeah. it. I haven't yeah. gotten to the point of loving it yet. I hear yeah. that's another step, but, yeah. but I have gotten to the point where there's at least compassion because there's an understanding of why those fears are there. Yeah. I'm learning that. I'm understanding as I'm looking back growing up. Uh, again, it was a very small town. I, I was frightened of people. It was, I, I'm gay. And so growing up in the small relig religious town yeah, didn't feel like it was safe. It didn't feel like other people... First of all, I felt alone and then unsafe. Mm -hmm. So, so I was, I would, that internal dialogue got very mean, got very harsh. Um, nobody likes you, stay away uh, to protect myself. Now I, I can see that as an adult, it was, because it wasn't really safe. It wasn't, it wasn't a very safe environment for, for me as a gay boy at that mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, there was a lot of self-criticism growing up, um, so to recognize that as an adult, to see that the self-critical voices are still there, but at least start to understand and say, oh, you're not just an asshole of a voice that's beating me up. You are serving a purpose and you are actually trying to help me. Right. It just feels like an attack. Right. But so that's been a huge, that, that's been a, that's been a big help. And yeah. then, and also recognizing that those voices are not that spirit guided, like, mm -hmm. like I was talking the other, that's not my true divine inspiration that's the survival techniques or mechanisms or, or coping, mm -hmm. but they kept me alive too. So, right. I, I actually, I've gotten to that point too, where there's a sense of gratitude yeah. to say, wow, this is actually pretty awesome. Look yeah. at little me, yeah. little boy could figure out, could start to read people. That's how I started to tune into picking up on people's energies or picking up on if they were safe or not. Picking up on their frequency. On their frequency, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. I could start to read. And so, yeah, like any gift, I believe, uh, has its shadow side mm -hmm. and, and the gift is there. So if I'm too sensitive and too hypervigilant about what other people think or even meeting new people, then yeah. I don't meet anybody new. Right. But in the coaching business, in the coaching practice, it's awesome because I do connect with that client and they feel seen or heard. Mm -hmm. And I pick up on little things and say, what, what happened just there? I think I heard you say this. And they'll say, yeah, I didn't really want to talk about, but again, it's that, it's that empathy or that, mm. that tuning in. Yeah, you're right. Tuning in to their frequency has, is a great gift. It's, it's definitely helping me now. So it's really turning that same curiosity and compassion toward myself yeah. um, is, is the big lesson. And, and taking the time that it needs. Like we were talking earlier as well, that there are some days where like, I don't want to do anything. <laughs> and there's that critical voice where well, you should, I mean, yeah. you got it, you got all this to do and you got that. And what about this? And, um, but again, it's, it's my discernment process of yeah. process of, ah, that's kind of a mean voice. What is, what is this saying? Yeah. It's saying, I just want to rest right now. Yeah. So I'll just take a little rest day. Yeah. It's interesting because I, I see a lot of different parallels. Obviously, you're having your, your unique experience and yet things that you say <clears throat> throughout this, since knowing you and your experience, I'm like, it just triggers I'm like, oh my God, I went through the same thing. I thought mm. the same thing. And I remember I would waste weeks doing nothing productive, mm. you know? Yeah. Weeks. And I think about like, it's been 10 years, literally since this past April, 10 years since I left my job. 
And now, wow. for the most part, like today, for instance, this is the third podcast I'm recording. Like, like yeah. just to be so – like, I'm just cranking out work. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And you could look at me and be like, oh, my gosh, you're putting out – Yeah. But, dude, for f- five of the last ten years, <laughs> you know, granted, I've figured out some way to scratch yeah. and claw myself, you know, through progress. But, man, for many of those – especially those first couple of years coming off of my divorce and stuff like that, I was so broken and raw yeah. – Man, was it a struggle! And I think it's 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 nice. I think and why I think you're gonna you you are such an amazing coach, which is like a lot of times we look at people who have accomplished so much, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's part of us that maybe sees a little bit of us, or would or even aspire to be them. Yeah. And yet sometimes there's such a gap, you know. It's like I don't know how I could ever. It's nice when there's people that are maybe just ahead of us a little bit. People uh, that you could serve, yeah. you know. Yeah. Who who you're helping just because you're, you know, a couple miles ahead of them. Yeah, right. 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 And it's nice to be able to relate, be like, you get it because you're, doesn't mean that you're perfect. You can still be working your own process, yeah. which we honestly all are. Yeah, for sure. But to say, Hey, I've been through that. You're good. Just keep moving along as you keep talking yeah. to people that are maybe <laughs> beyond you and right. you just keep working. We all level each other up. Yeah. Encourage yes. to the next step. Or re- reassure. I yeah. will say, even a couple times when I reached out to you, say, "Oh, Johnny, this is a hard day." Like, yeah. holy cow! You would say, "Oh yeah, I've been there. Yep, I, I remember that day." And yeah. just that simple phrase, nothing else, nothing yeah. to fix, nothing to say, yeah. do this, yeah. just to have someone else acknowledge that they'd had a similar experience or a similar path, a mm. similar down that road, was very, very helpful. Because mm-hmm. then I realized, oh, thank God, I'm not totally alone, <laughs> or I'm not off on some totally blind yeah blind trail or off or maybe off track yeah. even yeah and my, my coach also that i work with she too has also been like you said a few miles down the down the road ahead of me mm. and i i have the analogy of just a, a trail like i i imagine i do a lot of hiking and so the analogy that came to mind when she was working with me was Oh yeah, you're you're just oh that, did you see that big rock over there? Yeah, don't, and, and watch out for the tree branch because yeah. few. But yeah, I I remember that spot back there. And oh yeah, go yeah just just take a just take a big step right there, and yeah. then you'll be on the other side. Yeah, yeah. And there's something about that that's so reassuring. To yeah. Say, okay. Well, this is the right path, even though this it's new to me, but it's not a brand new path. Yeah. So. Yeah. New to you, but there's a path. You can see that yeah. a lot of people have walked yeah. it. Yeah. You know, and they have good things to say and yes. <laughs> say it is yes. okay. Yes, and they're still it alive. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are, and they're happy. Like also, they are doing what they love, yeah. which is also what I'm walking toward and finding more and more every day that yeah. this is what I want to do. Even and that came to me too after leaving the job. There were those days where feeling scared, like where does where does the money come from? What yeah. what's my schedule like now yeah. today? Yeah. But reflecting back on the previous job was still like, and uh, that's not what I want to do. This is what I want to do. This mm-hmm. is the job. Mm-hmm. Is this my own personal work at that time to get to where I can help and give it to others then? So that that is what I like to do. That is what ex- inspires me and yeah. lights me up. And that's that's what I want to feel is that excitement and and aliveness yeah. you know, that comes from following our own frequency. Yeah. It's interesting because it's so courageous with what you've done because in some regards, the you were comfortable and don't let me put words in your mouth, but this is my experience of what you were comfortable in your work. You were good at it. Yeah. Didn't give you a whole lot of 
fulfillment per se, or maybe up to a certain amount. Yeah. You just knew that you were called for so something so something much more. more right. Yeah. Now, when you left your job, you actually created a lot more resistance yeah. and like, like you can't avoid it now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you could kind of ignore the, the little voice, the calling. Cause you're like, yeah. ah, cause I'm getting a good paycheck. You can rationalize yourself out of it. Sure. But now there's no fucking avoiding it. Yeah. You got to wake up every single day and some days are going to be better yeah. than others. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. But now you would say, would you say that you feel more alive? Yeah. Isn't that interesting? You feel more alive, even yeah. though you're feeling a lot more of the roller coaster yeah. of emotions. Yeah. It is the, the dynamic roller coaster. Yeah, like we're a little bit more flatlined yeah, before. Right. Now the lows are lower and they're, they're tougher, but then the highs and the, the fulfillment yeah. is also amplified. Yeah. yeah. So that too is a... So yeah, it's learning to feel the feelings. It's learning to be with all of that dynamic range, if you will. Yeah. Or, or amplitude of the of the frequencies of the of the feelings does take some practice too that takes some and and willingness right it's got to be a willingness to say this is what i choose to be able to then i'm consciously going to experience this and i'm okay to experience this i think i mean willingness i i think of it still as just courage like it just takes a lot of courage to get your ass out of bed (laughs) right and to keep facing it yeah. Day after day after day when it's just like, this is painful. It'd be so much easier. Like I've I've said to you or I've said to so many people, I can't tell you how many times in the last 10 years I've had like a filled out application mm. for something sitting in the car seat next to me as I'm driving and I keep like looking down at it. I'm like, am I going to go turn this on in and yeah. kind of go back to the corporate America? Right. Or am I going to just kind of keep soldiering on? So many times I was one decision away from getting up so what was the final deciding for you then how why did you decide not to do it i think it was just that i i still use so much of what i got out of my my marriage as driving force which was um yes the pain of going through a divorce was the most pain i've ever experienced in my life right um especially for someone who's codependent and enmeshed as i was and insecure as i was 10 years ago however um with or without her, I still was deeply unhappy with who I was as a man. Mm. So Mm. I knew that seeking certainty just wasn't my route for growth. Mm. Like certainty would be to sit at home, you know, never lift a weight, eat whatever I want because it's comfortable. You know, I was doing all those things in my life with the exception of health, but I was doing it with, you know, the income was, was comfortable. You know, the house was comfortable, you know, the work was decent enough. I was yeah. traveling, which gave me a little bit of a variety. It was a little bit of a challenge. Everything was just like okay enough. Yeah. But to think about going back to that, uh, to being that man, yeah. to me sounds like death. I would rather go bankrupt or fail at a business or, mm. you know, just keep failing forward, as I've said in past episodes, yeah. uh, in terms of just waking up every single day and struggling with that than to go back and live a vanilla life hmm. for me personally. Yeah. Cause there's still more fulfillment. There's still more aliveness. I just don't, yeah. I don't want to get to the end of my life feeling like I didn't, yeah. I didn't put up enough shots. Yeah. I didn't really go for it. Yeah. And yeah, I get that. I think about just, yeah, you know, meeting my maker, not exactly, but like you can use that metaphor of like meeting your maker and being like, uh, sorry, I, I knew I had a lot more. You gave me a yeah. lot more potential, but I didn't really tap into it because I was scared, you know? Yeah. yeah. And him or her saying, but I had you the whole time. 
Uh, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, oh. yeah. Well, now I know. Had you told me, he's like, no, I was telling you the whole time. <laughs> and I think that is the, the the small voice. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Just go. And the more you do that, now yeah. you did it when you moved here. Mm-hmm. You know, you've done it now again. I'm sure you've done it multiple times through it. But the more you do it, the more it actually it doesn't yeah. get any less scary. The just the more you trust it that it's right. going to be okay. Yes. yes. It's going to be all right. Yeah. I also often will tell people, um, again, how I know that it's that small voice and not my mind trying to figure something out is that I've never regretted or felt a sense of, oh, I shouldn't have done that mm. when I listen to that voice. Mm. Again, there's not to say that it's all roses and, and poppies along the way. Mm-hmm. There's there's struggles and it's still a sense that this was the right choice. Like mm-hmm. or even if it doesn't turn out how I imagined it, mm-hmm. when I look back on it, I say, Oh, well that's but this happened and this happened and that happened and that I'm grateful for. Mm-hmm. Whereas decisions that I'll make from my mind or from a more fearful place, I'll look back on and say, Oh, yeah, that was fair. That was because this is not what I want. This, yeah. this is not. So, yeah, it's this, it's nice to have the lack of regret of of following that voice, too. Yeah. I don't, there's not the second guessing. You know, I'm not yeah. beating myself up yeah. then because it it's still fulfilling to me. It still feels right to mm. me, mm. even in those darkest times. Like, mm. like, I remember after that first couple months of living here in Denver without the job yet and it was winter and didn't know but maybe four people that was lonely right that was there were some days in that apartment oh my (laughs) gosh same this is really hard but I also remember that it never the thoughts were never what have I done maybe I should go back oh no it was that this is really hard that was it just I mean not that that that's yeah. There, again, it was. It just wasn't that sense of regret or yes. or questioning. What have I done? Yes. It's a sense of this is really tough right now. Yes. Yep. Yes. And you just have to go through this. I just have to go through this. I feel like again, I went through very similar things in my studio apartment when I first moved here too, and and mm. I feel like the the thing that kept me going too was like that I felt alive. Mm. Like yeah. Be- where before I was just like yeah numb, yeah, flatlined, emotionally flatlined yeah. to, to life in some respects. So at least. Hmm. being pain <clears throat> pain or feeling pain or being a- alone or whatever is like still it's it's if anything that's just pushing you forward yeah. to, to well then i remember i had like a couple weekends in a row where i was in my studio apartment that's no bigger than this living room you mm-hmm. know it's like what 250 square feet wow. smallest little tiny studio apartment and i was there on friday saturday night i was a 35 36 year old single male in a new city mm. and every weekend I was just staying home working and I'm like what am I doing mm-hmm. so but that that pain and that loneliness was encouraging was was without it uh, then I would be comfortable mm-hmm. I think it's you have to realize there's a message um to every negative or painful emotion painful. that we feel yeah um and you have to kind of heed that that call yeah. and that that you know, if you're frustrated or lonely, well, then what are those things? Well, then I need to go connect. I need to go to make some mo- yeah. new friends or yeah. I need to try a different approach if I'm frustrated because that's clearly not working or there's always those messages and in, yeah. in those negative emotions. Or know? maybe I just need to be with this emotion. Like even that not has been a big... shove it down. Yeah. Right, not... And sometimes it's still too intense. Sometimes there are times where I need the distraction from yeah. it. But, yeah. but there is something about being with that discomfort and mm-hmm. 
that I think is also makes us stronger. It gives mm. us growth potential, finds that power that we didn't know we even had that, yeah. oh, I really can sit with this or I really can feel this frightened mm -hmm. or this scared, angry even and still come out the other side like mm -hmm. it didn't it didn't kill me you know mm -hmm. we hear that phrase i was scared to death mm -hmm. to realize oh well i wasn't scared to death i was scared <laughs> scared like hell scared yeah. out of my mind yeah. sometimes but yeah there wasn't the death there and then that leads to a oh i yeah. made it yeah. oh look it's yeah. okay yeah but that doesn't come till a week or two or a year later it's true. In the middle of it, man, it is tough in the middle of it. There's yeah. some days where I'm like, wow, is this really, like, is this supposed to be this intense? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I do have the compassion for, for anybody sure. who's in that place, too. Because in the moment, in the moment, too, I don't want to hear anybody else telling me that it's okay. Or, or well, I don't want to hear anybody else telling me that it's going to get better and don't worry about it. Mm. I want someone to say, Oh, yeah, man. That is hell right now. Yep. Yeah. Feel that. Tell me. Just tell me. I don't... I've nothing to fix right now. There's nothing to... Even even a positive prediction, I don't mm. want to hear it that time. Because mm -hmm. the negative self-talk, mm -hmm. saying that's never going to happen. Never going to happen. And if someone's pushing against it or offering another possibility, yeah. at that time, <clears throat> ain't going to help. Ain't going to help me. Right, right. So for you, it seems like it's valuable, I'm sure. I mean for you, for me, for a lot of people, valuable, first and foremost, just to be seen. Yeah. Not to be fixed. Absolutely. Just to be seen. Oh, yeah. Validated. Yeah. Empathized with. And empathize. Yeah. If someone else can say, oh, man, I can, I can relate to that feeling. I yeah. don't know exactly the same situation that yeah. you're in. Yeah. And I'm not trying to pretend that, but I know when I've been really sad or mad or scared mm -hmm. or or even joyful happy mm -hmm. that's that's fun too talking with somebody who's in that happy place i can share that empathy as well yeah. so but yeah you're right it's it's just about being with me sometimes i don't even want to be touched sometimes i just want someone in the room yep. while i process these emotions while i feel the emotions yep. that that connection that that company totally is huge totally yeah i think it's um Interesting. We were when we were walking the other day. We were talking about a book uh, that I've read that you've done workshops for called Radical Honesty. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> that I thought was interesting, but I think again that the underlying, not surprising that we've kind of both been doing, we've done that type of work, is because I feel like at least from my perspective, connecting with you is that there's just always been a level of just transparency and vulnerability and mm. honesty in talking to you. I don't feel like you're putting on a mask or trying to put on a front that I got all my shit together when like, yeah. if you're scared, you're like, Johnny, I'm freaking yeah, out. It's you a know? hard day. Yeah. Um, and yeah. just like me the other day, my, my friend started talking to me. He's like, you know, um, you've said in the past, uh, that you feel scared. And I was like, yep. <laughs> and, I, and it made me laugh because he wasn't even done telling me what I was scared of. Mm. I just was already agreeing with him that I was scared. Mm. Cause I was like, I'm pretty much scared mm -hmm. <laughs> all day, every day. Yeah. Scared to grow my business, scared to fall in love, scared to, mm -hmm. you know, r take risks to make more money. Like it just everything, mm -hmm. there's a level of fear mm -hmm. that I'm scared of. And it's just funny mm -hmm. because I feel like, and he turned around and started laughing because we were hiking. He's like, did you, you don't even know what I was going to say. I was like, well, I already know I'm scared. So I agree with you. And he's like, he's like, that's what I love about you, Johnny. You're, you're not trying to, 
put on like you got all your shit together, yeah. you know? It's like, no, I'm right. really scared. I'll tell you what I'm really feeling. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But and I'm looking for people that are willing to do the same. Yeah. Like that's, that's where that connection comes yeah. in. Yeah. Those are my most special relationships. Yeah. And, and even the coaching practice too. I've had clients say, wow, I've never told anybody else this. Or, mm -hmm. wow, I actually feel safe enough to talk to you. That's where the gold is for mm -hmm. me. Because mm -hmm. that's, that's where those answers really are. Mm -hmm. That's where I find those answers are in those scary, scary places. So to be with someone else, whether it's a friend or a client or, mm -hmm. or anybody uh, in those intimate places, if you will, mm -hmm. it's, it's cool. It's, it's really very cool. cool to share that. Well, I think that, again, just the, the, the honesty vulnerability transparency however you want to say it is yeah there's so much power in that yeah um but you've done these radical honesty workshops a couple of them you said yeah a two? couple week long ones yeah long two. Ones? yeah um just to revisit some of the things that we talked about over the weekend like what what were some of the bigger takeaways from that work as well because you've done that you've done mankind project which i've also done mm -hmm. i'm sure that you've done other things that i haven't done um but we definitely have some of those things in common but for radical honesty work what were some of the things that really impacted you you feel like that moved you along and i ask yeah just before you answer because if you're listening or watching it's like when people say to do the work it doesn't it doesn't look like anything yeah. <laughs> specific other than you just deciding that where you're at needs to shift and so yeah. you're willing to just listen to that guidance and if someone says hey you should read this book and then you hear someone else say you should read the same book yeah. and then like another person read the same book then pick up the freaking book yeah or go to the workshop or pick up a podcast or hire a coach right? right so you obviously heeded the call with this but i was wondering why why it called out to you what about it because you the radical honesty yeah it part was part of it it was something about the authenticity of it like mm. could they be radically authentic and honest um which again resonated for me because of for so long for being in the closet till being 23 years old for not coming out. Mm -hmm. uh, I knew how oppressive or how constricting it felt to have this secret. Mm -hmm. And yuck, I don't like <clears throat> that anymore. Right. And not to say that it's comfortable to, to should be truthful and honest all the time. Sometimes that's ultimately very scary. Mm -hmm. um, but what, what I experienced in those retreats and those workshops were that if I was willing to, willing to go into that discomfort of telling the truth and feeling that tension or feeling the shaking in my body even and do it anyway, mm -hmm. then I could get to the other side of those feelings and recognize, first of all, usually it wasn't what I thought was going to happen didn't yeah. happen. Yeah. And second of all, other someone else then would share with me and then again, there's that connection. There's a deeper, mm -hmm. there's a deeper trust in it, or just a deeper connection with it, with, mm -hmm. with another human being mm -hmm. at a more honest level, at a more real level. Um, also, like we were talking on the walk, how do you know if you can trust somebody's yes? Well, it's because they tell you no. They, mm -hmm. they tell you the good and the bad that mm -hmm. when I'm angry with you and when I'm really happy with you, mm -hmm. like, but if I never hear that somebody's mad at me and they're just always going along with me or they're always saying yes to whatever I say, yeah. there's a part of me that's suspicious to say, eh, something doesn't quite feel authentic or real totally. here. Totally. So that was a big, that was a big step of those, those workshops was, 
was saying, I'm mad at you about this, mm-hmm. or I'm pissed off right now. Mm-hmm. And, and not meaning that you have to change anything. Just, it's just an expression for me to say, I'm really pissed that yeah. you said this or you did that. Yeah. <sighs> and express it and then say, all right, you're still doing it? Yeah, oh, well, you're still going to do it. But <laughs> okay, but at least I'm not having this, just this up. built up frustration. Yeah. So that was interesting because, yeah, I had been afraid, honestly, that if I even express I don't like this, that then that person's going to change or feel like they have to, and mm-hmm. then they're going to be feel manipulated or something like that. And that's not the intention, as, as I understand it, of that radical honesty. It's more just to say, this is me. This is my truth. I like this. I don't like this. And then I want to hear the same from you. I yeah. want to hear what you are <clears throat> excited about and, and what are you mad about me at mm-hmm. to build a relationship, not to change each other, not, mm-hmm. to, not to manipulate or, or control or, or just get some different action if I can just express the feelings. Mm-hmm. I found that was, that was a good relief. Like I said, even if the behavior didn't change or the action wasn't any different, right. I felt different. <clears throat> right. I felt different. Along the same vein, but different as well. Um, you know, I, you know, having grown up with the, the experience that you grew up with your parents um, that we don't need to necessarily go on to on, on the podcast per se, but knowing a little bit of your background, then you said like coming out at 23, not feeling safe where you grow up, grew up. I remember you also saying like just being around other heterosexual men coming into my men's meetings you've gone on one of my men's retreats Mm -hmm. you know all those things have have you seen any of your own personal growth i mean i've seen it but do you see and recognize some of the personal growth yeah that you've made in those areas of feeling safer around men tell me a little bit more about how you've experienced that yourself yeah that too um goes back to that that honesty and that authenticity Mm. that in those retreats, uh, Mankind Project and your retreats Mm -hmm. were both about men being more vulnerable, Mm -hmm. men being more honest in a safe space where Mm -hmm. we could talk about men's things that for me, it started to realize, oh, I'm not as different as I thought. Because again, with the sexuality being different, I, I had this idea in my head that straight men experience life this way yeah. and gay men experience it yeah. this way. Yeah. But coming together in those situations and sharing, everybody being able to share something they're insecure about or everybody sharing um, their sexuality and what they are comfortable with or right. not right. Or, or what their, what their insecurities, or, yep. yeah, yep. their shame. Then I started to feel that connection with them it's too and similar. say, and, and and then I could be honest too and say, I'm really scared to say this. I, I do like men. I am attracted and I'm scared to death. I yeah. feel like that turns them off or I yeah. feel like it makes me a predator or yeah. Yeah. whatever. And th- But then to get the feedback, then to get the honest, to, to break that story in my head mm-hmm. that, oh, yeah, not really a big, actually, I think it's kind of cool. You're attracted or this to guy me, being or. like, or this guy saying, I'm attracted to women, but I'm scared of them too. Yeah. Yes. So like, I've had that happen too. Right. Right. I'm afraid to go approach them. <laughs> totally. Totally. Right. Yeah. Stuff like that. I was yeah. just like, what do you mean? But that's what you're supposed to do. I'm right. the one that's being different. And right. Right. so it just helped, it helped bring down the, the differences, the, the realization that broke up your story. A little more bit yeah, for sure. Which is interesting. Yeah. It was challenging. Yeah. It was challenging that story in my head. And then, yeah. Finding the connections like you, 
It's another man uh, that we met from the Mankind Project. We still do monthly mm. phone calls, and this is, what, two years later? <clears throat> cool. And it's one of the most uh, intimate, if you will, relationship, vulnerable, honest mm -hmm. relationship that is so cool because we both say, wow, I really enjoy this. I really yeah. enjoy our conversations. Yeah. yeah. Because um, it's it's beneficial for both yeah for both sides yeah so. well having and again having relationships with straight men like myself but others you know where you can have a great open intimate platonic relationship yeah where there's just total trust I think it's really powerful yeah. different and I had I experienced that for the first time in Mankind Project too just men huh. holding space for other men I've never experienced that not to that extent yeah it's pretty pretty cool and the, yeah so something that finally felt safe yeah. about it because yeah. like i said the experience growing up even though they didn't know i was gay i still would be bullied i still would be called mm. names i mm. still so straight guys were not or at least what i knew to be straight were not safe they were dangerous yeah, they were they would hurt me mm -hmm. words or actions or whatever so mm. so yeah to find hmm. that there is a safe space to connect at a at an adult level now yeah has been great has been absolutely great to challenge those stories remember that time on on my adventure when i said oh look at that eagle <laughs> yes that was <laughs> that was so cool johnny i gotta say that was like the first time <laughs> we laughed so good suddenly i felt like i was actually included yeah because you just came up from behind me and tackled <laughs> we were in the in the snow and just tackled me into the snow and it was first it was such a surprise <laughs> i never would have imagined but then second of all, almost instantly I recognized, oh my gosh, I feel like one of the guys, yeah. like like somebody wants to play <laughs> in a playful way yeah. uh, and belong and like, oh, this is fun. But the only reason why I took, uh, why I did that to you is because originally you were coming, you were <laughs> frolicking down the <laughs> yes, hill. Going, wee, wee, <laughs> that <was so>, wee. <laughs> That's right. I was. Which was, which was, I was just laughing at that because I could tell, again, the, the little boy <laughs> was little just boy. having so much fun. Yeah. Because we were in like waist deep yeah. snow. Powder and powder. it was just so light and fluffy. And We were out there in the mountains, like up above treeline almost about, and we yeah. were building a, uh, like a winter emergency shelter. Snow, yeah. Because we had this survival specialist with us. And so at one point, you know, guys were building it and you and I were standing next to each other. And I don't know what... <laughs> I do that stuff sometimes. I just randomly, I just, I think I just looked at you and I was like, the, again, my little boy was like, oh, look, there's an eagle. And you're like, what? And I just swept your legs, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> which right made you laugh. Snow. I'm grateful that you didn't get angry or something like that. But yeah. 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 It was such a different experience because yeah. actually, honestly, growing up somewhere grade school, <laughs> I actually had a similar experience where I was on top of a dirt pile um, on, on the playground at Ooh. school. And just looking around, and all of a sudden, from behind me, somebody came up and smacked me and knocked me off. Oh. Like, and there was nothing loving about that. Like, yeah. that, again, was totally, I still have no idea who it was, but that was like a trauma <clears throat> thing. That was like, what happened? Like, oh my yeah. gosh, somebody just hurt me. Yeah. And so it was so cool to have a very similar experience, but from such a different place. Like, yeah. it was such a different energy yeah. and yeah. playfulness, not a mean-spirited <laughs> So, yeah, that was cool, actually, that it didn't trigger yeah. that old response. It actually was, no, this is a whole different <laughs> life. This is a whole different situation. Yeah. This is fun. <laughs> this I'm grateful was you didn't playful. start crying or something yeah. like that. Trigger yeah. your trauma from yeah. playing King of the Hill or yeah. something like that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that bastard. No, kid. that was fun. That yeah. was a great experience. That was fun. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, what do you feel like your – what's the next – 
like what's the in just the next 90 days like what's what does that look like for you in terms of what you're facing in terms of courageously and and your own human um evolution to even business like what are those things it doesn't have to be all those things but what what are those things that you're scared of but you're most excited to push into in just the next 90 days i would say it's it's the continuous revealing of what's next each Mm -hmm. day there's something a little bit different um to see where this path does lead me to see where this where this road that i'm on actually ends up for me Mm -hmm. Because each day there are there are new things, there's new awarenesses that I never would have expected mm-hmm. before, um, and then to get to keep just building the practice, to keep building the the coaching clients mm-hmm. and working with more people. That's exciting to me mm-hmm. too. Is mm-hmm. once I'm in there doing the work, and once I'm in there interacting and and helping, supporting somebody else, that's really really exciting. Then mm-hmm. then there's that fulfillment piece which then propels me to the next, to keep going to the next mm-hmm. step. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's working, working with the clients, keeping doing my own work of, of my, when that, when the stuff bubbles up, when the anxiety mornings or the fearful mornings come up, mm-hmm. how are we going to handle it this time? What's, mm-hmm. what's another angle to take? How can I accept this? Mm-hmm. How can I find that mm-hmm. more love mm-hmm. and compassion for myself? So then I can continue to offer it to right. the others and, and help them grow in what in whatever they want to do. That's yeah. that's fun too, is to see what someone else's passion is that lights them up, just like what my passion is that lights me up. Um, yeah, it's the fi- it's seeing the growth in the others is is really really exciting. Oh, that's, so yeah, that's definitely the, the so, fulfillment. Yeah, the parallel. My my own personal growth. What do I keep? What what's next for me? Mm-hmm. And then what's next for the rest of my people in my in my life? So what just popped in my mind too was like this vision of like i know how much you just absolutely love and adore getting outside getting into the mountains hiking being in nature and it would be cool to infuse that level of enjoyment and happiness and fulfillment in your day-to-day work when you're not up there yeah you know that'd be a cool thing to kind of aim for because you're like you just said something to the effect of like to see where this where this road leads Mm -hmm. right but this road of life if you will you know you could go up to the mountains anytime you want at this point sure you know and it immediately changes your state and you're happy the idea is like how do we rather than you know knowing and stepping into (laughs) going into the mountains where i'm going to go make my mountain trip and then allowing that to kind of put us in this mood yeah right but to actually wake up every single day, I think is the, the challenge. Wake up every single day, even if we're not feeling it, and somehow shift into that yeah. place of just love and gratitude and joy for flow. what we're doing, flow. Yeah. And then mountains and conversations with people and all the wonderful things that life offers can just be icing on the cake. Yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. I relate to that. It's What I also discovered in these last few months is it's when I feel safe, like in the mountains, mm-hmm. for, for whatever reason, that does just feel like a home mm-hmm. place, a safe mm-hmm. place. I find there's such curiosity. I want to go here and I want to explore that mm-hmm. new mountain and that mm-hmm. new trail, someplace I've never been, right? It's mm-hmm. all brand new. That's brand new too. That's right. But because I feel safe, I feel connected to that inner guidance, then I'm all for it. Yeah. So that's that's the next steps too, is to find more of that safety and security in my everyday life that when I wake up in the morning, I also feel safe enough to what do I want to create today? Right. How, you know, how do I want to work on the website or right. do some other workshop right. or 
get that creativity flowing from the place of, of safety to, to be able to explore and, and to, to feel like exploring. I think that's, that's absolutely, I think you're right. I think we talked about this the other, the other day, which is like, I think that's the, the next step is finding that sense of, cause that, that sense of security and safety yeah. and comfort. Cause I remember so many times I'm like, man, if I could yeah. just have my bills paid, you know, and this, and I was thinking about it yesterday. I'm like, man, the, the life I'm living right now, I would have given my left arm for yeah. 10 years ago. And yet still there's plenty of times I'm like, man, like it's just, it's not that it's never enough. I definitely love where I'm at, but it's like the balance between, okay, I have the safety and security and comfort of certain things in life. Mm-hmm. But then that allows the safe place to land so that you can really take risks yeah. into yes. learning, growing, taking risks in business, whatever, relationships, yeah. while still feeling like you're not going to, yeah, you know. Yeah, feeling yourself. safe to take the risk. I really resonate with yeah. that. It's yeah. finding a place and a situation where I'm safe enough to take the risk. I, I have the image of a little child learning to explore his world, his yeah. or her world. Yeah. But still, as long as there's mom or dad right there, then I'll go explore a little bit. And I just, just am I still, yeah, I'm still yeah, safe. So then I'll go yeah. explore some more. Yeah. So it, yeah, it's bringing that analogy to, to, to life. I think about in terms of an intimate relationship, like that relationship is going to be, you know, the growth and the fulfillment of that relationship with your spouse or your partner is probably going to be proportional to the level of safety that you feel. Yeah. You know, and if oh, you don't feel yeah. very safe in them, yeah. with them or in the relationship, then you're not going to feel, but man, if you know that that, that place in your relationship is that soft place to land yeah. and you can take risk and knowing that you can always come, come back, back to that person oh, yeah. and feel seen and heard and yeah. comforted and then building each other up and then off you go into your yeah. interdependent lives yeah. to, to do your work. Like that's, that's pretty again, awesome. the cool thing, you know? So I think that's the idea is like you find that certainty of your health right? It's the, it's mm-hmm. the same principle so that you can then go climb mountains. Because mm. if you're really overweight, you would be petrified about going up into the mountains because what if I roll my ankle? Mm-hmm. Granted, that could still happen to us, mm-hmm. right? But if you're 100 pounds overweight, you'd be like, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to survive. Like there'd just be so much more risk in doing that. Yeah. You create that foundation of security. I'm safe and I feel secure in my health, yeah. in my financial health, in my relational health. It's interesting that you have to have that certainty yeah. and security, but then you also have that, you know, kind of conf- not conflicting, but the opposing need of uncertainty yeah. and desire to grow and adventure and excitement and uncertainty. Yeah, the risk part of it. Right. But yeah. I think coming out of a job, you know, you're in a place of like massive uncertainty, Yeah. you know? Yeah, and I think that's where it takes and if you're in, if you're listening to this and you just, you're either thinking about taking the leap, right? Or yeah. you have just done it. I think that the key, I think that's why the, the practice of gratitude is so good because it helps you re- remind you of like, man, you got a nice shirt on. Well, we you've got, you, yeah, you've yeah. got water coming out of the top. You have electricity. Like we're, first we're the best, we're in the greatest world in the country, in the, you know, yeah. greatest country in the world, let's say. That's yeah. debatable. Who knows? But we're in an amazing place. There's so much to be grateful for. And from that place, you can have certainty and yeah. comfort. And then you can actually keep growing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Keep taking the steps. And yeah, exactly. And bring it back to the honesty part. The mm-hmm. way you build that safe space mm-hmm. with the partner is through that more vulnerability. Yeah. So we got to go through that that's those scary. honest conversations, the scary conversations. But the reward on the other side, mm. I mean, I don't know if that's true for you. But for me, the re- what's on the other side of those oh, conversations is that safety. So mm-hmm. 
it mm-hmm. is it is so worth it after the after the storm yeah <laughs> after the after the shit yeah <laughs> yeah no doubt about that <laughs> tell me a little bit more about uh just in wrapping this up about, about your coaching business you know okay. what are some of your whether it be programs or offerings or what what who are you looking at really potentially working with if you could ideally choose if you even want to answer that question yeah or what does that look like um, if anyone's resonating with you, how they even go about contacting you, or what what does that all look like? Yeah, they can go to my my website, uh, findyourfrequencycoaching.com. dot mm-hmm. um, Contact me there. Send me a note. I do thirty minute free consultations where you can just sit and talk to see if we're yeah. on on a similar match yeah. there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it's the working with the person. Each I like I like the one on one work um, to ask the questions to find that frequency inside of you, that, that smaller voice that we've talked about, um, to, and then, and then to build the trust of that, you know, just like we're talking about being secure in our relationship, in our home life, in our apartment, wherever that becomes a source of trust also when I can start to trust that voice. So, so yeah, the pop population, uh, I'd love to work with, I'd love to work with other gay men because I obviously have that in Mm -hmm. common. Mm -hmm. Um, but I've also had good experiences. I've I've had clients that are female that have also said he gave me new ideas and, totally. and was a safe space. So I really enjoy working with anybody who resonates with the message yeah. of there's something in there. I think it's there, hmm. but how do I trust this? Or how do I figure out mm-hmm. what this guidance is leading me? And that's where I come in to help not not only ask the questions, but then in, but then support and encourage yep. because I've been there before. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So find your frequency coaching.com. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you, man, for doing this. Thanks, Johnny. It's been fun. We'll do it again soon. I'm sure. But, uh, yeah, definitely check out his website. If you have any other thoughts or feedback on any of this, feel free to, to connect with either one of us and until the next episode, have an amazing day. Cheers. And I want to thank you so much for listening to the Johnny King show. And hey, if you got something positive from this episode, please subscribe to the show, share it on your favorite social platform, and then tag me in it so I can say hi. It would also mean the world to me if you wrote a review of the show on Apple Podcasts because I read every single one. Do you feel like there's something I could be doing better? Awesome. I totally thrive on constructive feedback, and it's always welcome. So if you've got questions or concerns, you can always reach me via email at podcast at johnnyking.com. And then please follow me on Instagram at Johnny King, Facebook.com backslash Johnny King Men's Coach on my YouTube channel and LinkedIn. Thanks again for joining me. I've been Johnny King. You've been amazing. And we'll catch up with you next time. Take care.